0: <laughs> uh, Simon, Simon, close the web page. Sam, Sam, just Sam, tell us when you're recording. Okay, so yeah, well, can we get back on track, please? Okay. <laughs> well, we're back once again. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> if you laugh it makes me laugh (laughs) okay let's pretend like we didn't just spend too much time talking about nothing I mean nothing Simon please close google earth (laughs) grumble 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 (laughs) Simon wakes up in a cold sweat just shouts the word Canada (laughs) so it's been about two weeks since we talked anything particular happen for you guys (laughs) yeah me and Sam are still on our break and I think do you have one more week as well I'm talking I said (laughs) I said Sam no no I said I said me so (laughs) I said me and Sam are still on our break do you have one more week talking to Sam (laughs) yeah same for me everything starts uh, the week of the 20th meanwhile Simon you've started going back to school yeah the UCs Yeah, bless you oh that's laughing it sounded like a <laughs> it sounded just like a sneeze <laughs> <laughs> now the UCs get a significantly shorter winter break than the Cal states so Simon is already back let you wait, didn't you go back like we me and Sam have another whole week so you you get out one week earlier but you go back two weeks earlier yeah wait it was one two wait i'm i'm looking at the wrong month it's the 14th we got out so it's one two three four five all right tangent aside (laughs) yeah you guys have a shorter winter break than us so you're already back for classes So, Simon, what classes are you taking this quarter? Oh, yeah, you have very few classes because language classes are worth, like, 100 units apiece. (laughs) I mean, they're tough classes. It all works out. (laughs) perfect so we all heard how well your last quarter went especially with taking uh japanese four so what are your expectations for this upcoming quarter that's good to hear So, have you decided to follow on Wisdom and to get a planner? (laughs) Uh, I can't afford a $2 notebook from Amazon. Aww. (laughs) I don't like the planner on the phone. I find it awkward to use. It would be too useful. You can't you can't deal with that. <laughs> uh. Well, best of luck to you, Simon. <laughs> yeah. falling behind straight from the start (laughs) and it's already Sunday (laughs) fair enough So over the past week, as I mentioned in the last podcast, I've been in Vegas attending the Consumer Electronic. Are you trying to say something or just cough? All right. <laughs> Not as far as I know, Ivanka Trump was there. I couldn't tell you, I missed what she was doing. All I heard was that she was there and I was walking the other direction and I was already late for something. I think I cut myself off earlier, so I'm going to repeat my statement for editing purposes. So I spent the last week at the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas. Okay. So, me and a bunch of my friends from um, IEEE, which is the Institute for Electrical and... Fuck. No, it's three E's. Institute for Electrical and Electronics. I think it's electronics. I'm going to actually have to Google it because I don't want to sound stupid. No, no, you don't count and as like Institute of, you don't put of in the acronym, electrical and electronics. It is electronics. Engineering. So, as part of IEEE, uh, the Institute for Electrical and Electronics Engineering, uh, we all went to uh, CES which is the big tech conference of the year where pretty much all the companies that matter except for Apple show up to show what they've been doing. Apple does their own thing in San Jose, which is Apple, whatever. (laughs) They just like being exclusive. It's part of their whole business image. But... The company's still growing. I don't know what you're on about. Apple's doing fine. (laughs) Simon's going to destroy Apple personally. (laughs) So, um the exhibitors are all open on the 7th of january there had been two previous days that were media only so the 7th was the first day that it was like open to not the public because it is a private like event you do have to pay to get in but it was open to the whole of the event so me and our friends we leave from um, our school in pomona at three in the morning on the 7th and we get to vegas at seven thirty in the morning the conference begins at nine and it lasts until six p.m. So it's a, it was a long day. So we get our badges, we go inside. Um, I have my shoulder bag that I always carry with me, and it's really convenient because a lot of stalls give out free stuff, and every stall gives out uh like pamphlets about what they do and business cards, which I care about a lot because. I'm unemployed and looking for a job (laughs) so the issue was every single entrance except for the one we used most often oddly enough I'll get into that later I had a guard that checked bags so every time we had to go like out of the um, convention center and back into the convention center I'd have to then like give him my bag for him to search it which was annoying but it gets more and more lax the longer the conference goes So the first day, the thing we spent the most time doing was waiting at Google's booth. Uh, Booth is a bit of an understatement because they poured seven seven tons of concrete and built an entire house. So Google does big things every year, and everyone was excited for what Google was doing because last year they built a roller coaster in the parking lot and gave everyone who wrote it a free Google Home, which is uh, Google's response to the Amazon Alexa and Alexa. Yeah, so Google bought Nest, which was the voice control thermostat, if you ever heard about one of those. So they've renamed all of the Google Home stuff, Google Nest, and they've been basically updating that to compete with Amazon. Apple's doing it too a little bit, but they're not not—they're not as integrated as Google and Amazon are because of Apple. Oh, excuse me. So everyone wanted to see what Google was doing, so the line was incredibly long, and the line was moving incredibly slowly. I figured out why later. It was because they were doing like more personal tours, which is weird and I don't Okay, stop notifying me. Cause they were doing more personal tours. So we spent it was near about three hours waiting in line. And the person in front of us, um, he worked with the company that built the roller coaster last year, and he was certain that Google was gonna be giving out like their new Google Nest. At the very end of it because they gave away the google homes last year and those are kind of obsolete so we stand, we stood in line for three hours eventually we go in and it's a walkthrough experience showing what the google assistant can do so there is a narrator who's telling like a story about why we're using all of these different google appliances and then there is the google assistant who's actually doing things at first I thought these were both um, just scripted or I thought the narrator was scripted and I thought the Google system was just being itself. But then um, the narrator calls out, hey you in the red hat. And uh, you guys know the hat I always wear, right? Yeah. So I'm wearing, I'll probably put a picture of it in the show notes. Um, it is a, just a red Boy Scout hat that I wear near constantly. And so that well, proved to 100% the narrator was an actual person, meaning that there had to be a person narrating every single tour, and that's why it was take, that's why the that's why the line took so long was because there was a like actual person narrating every single walkthrough, and it's only six people per walkthrough. And then Google Assistant does its thing. It's integrated with mirrors and fridges and food processors and pretty much everything under the sun. And from what I could tell, they've increased the range of Google Assistant, and they've made it so that it understands you better. That's as much as I could gleam in our little experience. So, you know, I'm not big into smart home appliances because I still have an inbuilt fear of listening devices, but it, like the more it gets integrated with everything in your house, the more I could see justifying it because uh it could just do everything from like controlling every like appliance in your kitchen to the lights in your entire house to your heating to your just everything then at the very end of the experience uh uh the guy with us who was like convinced that they were giving out um google homes was incredibly disappointed as all we got was a slice of cake yeah so Google did have a big giveaway, but it was not part of their main tech demo. It was just a big gumball machine um, next to the convention center, where you could stand in an equally long line to uh, just get just get a random prize. So I did. So I did. I so the friends I was with were more there for the free stuff than I was, and so it did. Spend several hours one of the days in line uh, to get a Google beanie. So, what can you do? Uh, Let's see. So, the rest of the first day was just spent just looking around. So, the scale of this um, exposition so, there is the Las Vegas Convention Center, which it's split into three sections. All three sections have two floors. It was entirely filled floor to ceiling, all floors, with companies exhibiting things. Then, if you go north to the Venetian Hotel, half of the Venetian ballrooms are full of companies. Uh, One of the Venetian towers is full of companies, which is more of meeting rooms than it is exhibition rooms. Then, connected to the Venetian is the Sands Expo, which is another two-floor, six-wing convention center that's also filled floor-to-ceiling with tech companies. And then if you go to the Aria Hotel, there is another like set of ballrooms set aside. And if you go to the Westgate Hotel, the one of the penthouse floors is full of meeting rooms for companies. The, basically, the entirety of Vegas is dedicated to this conference for this week. So we spent a lot of time, huh? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's similar scale. So um, I'm gonna see if they actually have all the numbers up at the moment. So I only know last year's numbers. I'm gonna see if they have this year's numbers. exact numbers yet it looks like <coughs> I don't have exact numbers yet it's a bit annoying The Sands Expo. <laughs> no, S-A-N-D-S, Sands, like beach sand. Sands Undertale was not there. He, he was definitely at Comic-Con though if you want <laughs> <Funny>. to <laughs> So, we spent so. So the convention lasted for four days for attendees. It lasted Tuesday through Friday. Um, we did not attend on Friday because a lot of the companies had packed up by Thursday, and we had to check out of our hotel room at eleven a.m. on Friday. So instead of going for the convention, because it ended, the convention ended early on Friday as well, because that was just like the final day, the pack up day. We just skipped it. So we spent three days at ces the first day most of it was spent in the google line sadly and the rest of it was spent walking around the convention center just getting like a lay of the land um all right the other the pretty much the only thing of note on day one was also we went to see jackery who make like uh, portable generators and they were handing out if you posted about them on social media you would get a, uh, a little backpack, and then one of their, uh, uh, external batteries, which, uh, so the, the first thing I posted on Facebook in, uh, close to eight years now, uh, was an ad, and it got me this, um, this free power bank, which I like very much. I'll post a picture of it in, um, I mean, I think it definitely was because having this external battery was really helpful the rest of CES walking around. Um, just... Yeah, especially as my phone's old, the battery's not as good as it used to be, so I definitely do need, like, a charge halfway through the day, so that was very useful to have. And then... Uh, we visited Samsung. Samsung, if you... Uh, so Samsung's making a laptop. It's their first laptop. Um... I did... What? You're sorry to hear that Samsung's making a laptop? What? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Sam's... Sam is making a laptop. So it's made completely out of, like, phone parts. So it's meant... So it's incredibly thin. It's incredibly light. It has... Only one USB-C port, and then, like, um, one micro USB port. I mean, if you're, like, if you're, yeah, pretty much. But it had, like, its specs were closer on par with a real laptop. Like, its specs are much closer to a MacBook than a Chromebook. Like, it was much more of a real laptop than a Chromebook is. But it was also just incredibly small, incredibly light. And it ran incredibly well. So uh, we were allowed to just, like spend a few minutes playing around with it, seeing like what it could do. I'm not going to get one because I need a lot of USB-A ports because I, just because of what I do. So I definitely couldn't justify getting that sort of thing. It just wouldn't work for what I do. But having like... It's $800. Well, if... Like, it's cheaper than, like... What are you on about? MacBooks are, like, 2000 It's significantly cheaper than a MacBook. It's significantly cheaper than an iPhone. You're, you're cutting out quite a... If you're getting the new one, focus on the new one. Yeah. Yeah, it's significantly cheaper than the MacBook, significantly cheaper than the iPhone. So, I mean, for what it is, it's an incredibly good deal. It's just, I need, I guess, antiquated technology is not the correct word, but it's, I do need odd things that most modern laptops don't come with. Most modern laptops don't come with multiple USB-A ports anymore, but... I sort of require them. And so then, uh, so we got to play around with the new Samsung laptops, and we gave them back, and then they gave us, like, a quiz. If we got the quiz right, we would get a pen and a notebook. If we got the question wrong, we could just pick one of the two. My question was, is the Galaxy Book S Samsung's first laptop? Now, I know now that it is, but because it had the word S in its name, I assumed it wasn't. So I said no. I got it wrong, and I only got the uh, the notebook instead of the notebook and the pen. It was fine. I like the notebook. It's one of the uh, it's one of the nice moleskin notebooks that I carry around constantly. So it's one more those I don't have to buy. Uh, let's see what else do we do on day one. That was most of it. One thing I did for most of the convention was just walk around, talk to people, like shake hands, trade business cards, that sort of thing. Because this is a, it's like a networking event. Because I'm, I'm looking for a job more than anything else because I am poor and in college, but this isn't like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Hey Grant, I'm sorry to bother you. Yeah. Um, Megan's having trouble with, um, her math homework. I thought maybe you could give her some tips real quick sure sorry um talk amongst yourselves I need to be gone for about five minutes yeah thank you it has to do with absolute value and some inequalities Can okay, we get some pens it's like above my above, above my pay grade <laughs> where is she? she's in her bedroom oh he can walk no oh. he can walk in there. yeah I'm gonna go this way <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you so much. We're so glad you're home. We don't (laughs) know (laughs) this. It's like, he's home. He can help. Yeah. Yeah, Khan Academy is a good place. You ever heard of that? Yeah. Like, they've got every lesson from simple addition to the the end of calculus. So it's like, it's awesome. Yeah, you're awesome. (laughs) (laughs) You're so smart. Thank (laughs) you. I don't know if we didn't learn those, or I have no idea. Whatever. Good night. Good night, thank you. Okay, I'm back. She has a fun while I was gone. I'll figure out whether or not your whose notifications are going off. Okay. (laughs) So who rolled the final waifu? Oh hoping to be Matt. (laughs) The novelty wore off, I'm guessing. (laughs) Fair enough. I completely forgot where I left off before I had to leave. Um... <laughs> but Minecraft, Steven, Smash when? <laughs> okay, but realistically, what did I stop talking about before I left the room? <laughs> <laughs> okay, was it the very last thing? I hope that's the very last thing. <laughs> Jowls. <laughs> <laughs> call, call of the Haunted. <laughs> Not just the adults, but the younglings too. not weird at all to say to a group of middle schoolers hey come live with me in mexico <laughs> okay so he still wasn't saying it just to a group of middle schoolers that's less weird <laughs> but it's 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 less weird it is less weird <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> Thanks, I'm a sex pervert. <laughs> All you need is love. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not... Yeah, I can be the best character in Luz because I got nobody how to play the game. <laughs> so, like, I'll like the... So, I'll... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my dog is barking. I don't know what he's Someone should go deal with him. We do have a po- we Yeah, we do have a possum problem in the backyard. But I think someone just um I think he just saw a dog walking outside. So this past two minutes have just been cut. Anyway. Day two I think that's where we are in this, this little timeline. So we went back to the Airbnb. Yeah, we, yeah, it was an Airbnb, not a hotel, because prices. It was uh, not like that much cheaper, but slightly cheaper. Just to stay in Airbnb. So we went back to the Airbnb at like 4 p.m. So we left a little bit before the convention center, or before the expo closed for the day, just to avoid the big rush of people at the very end. So we uh, just unpacked our stuff and then, like, just sort of crashed there for a little while. And then for dinner that Tuesday night, uh, we went to Hell's Kitchen, the Gordon Ramsay restaurant. <laughs> Is a donkey good or bad? I can't tell. Uh, five being good, it was definitely a five out of five. It was easily, like, some of the best food I've ever eaten. Yeah, it's it's difficult to explain just because I don't know how to describe taste that well. But like I just got uh like um like they're just their salmon and then like a side of mac and cheese. And it was just like heavenly. It was just incredible. Like I've got no idea how to describe it. It was just like the best food we ever had. So um like two of the four of us, like the other two get like um like uh like steak and then me and the other guy get salmon and it's just incredible and then like at the end of the, the meal we got like the dessert menu and we're all just stuffed to the room because we like ate all of it because it was just fantastic and we get like one uh toffee pudding for like the four of us because like a toffee pudding it was like a Gordon Ramsay's like signature dish so like, that's the dish that like made him big and so like uh, we all had like one bite full of that because we just got one for the four of us and it was just godlike it was just incredible like our only regret was eating it the first night because all the the food we ate in Vegas was like so subpar compared to that, uh, that experience <laughs> no that, that was fantastic See, so the next day, um, so on Wednesday, we get up pretty early because uh, we had to get to the convention center by nine. And then, uh, excuse me, we heard a rumor that Oral B was giving out uh, their new toothbrush at the Sands Expo. So, like, in the morning, we uh, took the monorail to the Venetian to go see if that was true. Uh, it wasn't. Their toothbrush is not coming out until August. But they were letting people try it out. So, um, we just, we did that. And that was easily like, the cleanest my teeth have felt in ages was using that new Oral-B toothbrush. So, like, it's coming out in August, but I'm almost like, gonna buy like the previous model like right now just because of how like um how well it cleaned so i left my normal electric toothbrush at um my apartment in college and i've been using a manual one for the past two weeks and like the difference in how clean i felt like after using that toothbrush and using a normal toothbrush was like an order of magnitude like it felt just so much better after using that electric one Do either of you guys use an electric toothbrush, or you just use manual ones? Yeah, it always could be cleaner, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's not a good thing to say, Sam. <laughs> you don't even floss? No, gross, don't. Oh. I have the, um, I don't know what they're called. It's like, it's a tiny bit of floss, and then it's got like a hook on it. Yeah. I find that, I find that, <laughs> wait. wait. <laughs> Too busy playing video games to brush my teeth. <laughs> now i've got i've got those things so flossing is super easy because i can just pull one of those out of like the bag and just use it and throw it away but i don't know i just don't feel nearly as clean when I use a manual toothbrush and like using the electric one it was definitely like a noticeable difference of how clean i felt so honestly i'm probably going to get one soon just because it was great Promise, their last toothbrush was two hundred dollars, so this one's probably going to be about the same. But be worth it for clean teeth. (laughs) White teeth are more than aesthetic; they're it's good health. (laughs) See, so we so we went to San's Expo for that one thing, and then immediately went back to the convention center, and then pretty much spent the rest of that day. Uh, wandering around I saw Michael Phelps he was doing a talk for Panasonic I didn't stay long enough to find out why he was there but he just seemed to be having a good time they make TVs yeah again I didn't stay long enough to find out why um he was actually there but he was like advertising their TVs I'm guessing but you know when you're when you're famous you just do whatever the Olympics aren't happening for another couple of years so Yeah, exactly. What else is an Olympian gonna do when there's not an Olympics on? I think he's isn't he still good? Isn't he still like one of the top swimmers? I mean, you say a bit old. He's probably just in his thirties. That's probably old for the Olympics. <laughs> And then LG was showing off their robot uh, called Chloe, C O L I. Um, that's an interesting development in robotics. So they've got a series of robots that are meant to uh, basically replace servers at restaurants. So have you been to uh, like an Applebee's where it has the little like um like the like the little um tablet where you can like play games for like hundred dollars and you can also like pay your bill. I mean, I just mean a generic American restaurant. I didn't have to be Applebee's. <laughs> it wasn't, that wasn't the requirement of that sentence. Yeah. So, yeah, it's weird and it doesn't do much. So LG has a version of that where it can take your order, it can call the serving robot to, like, fill water, or, like, um, collect plates, and it can uh, do various other things by, like, like knowing uh, by like you giving it commands and then lg had a serving robot that had uh several trays like like in a like a like a cylindrical container that could close it's like almost like one of the vending machines where it can like a uh, this like the circular screen that you can pull back to like retrieve food but that like rolled around and delivered the food then they had like um Robots that could cut food and, like, pour water and, like, make pasta. Like, like robot arms that could do, like, simple culinary tasks. So they had, like, a big showcase of that showing that off. And it all looked really cool. Um, The thing that really annoyed me, though, was at the end of, like, the demonstration, like, the per- like the actors who were uh, being, like, customers were like, okay, like, I'm going to pay, I'm going to rate five stars, and I'm going to give you a big tip. And my immediate thought was, if we're replacing all, like, waitresses and servers with robots, there's no way in hell I'm ever giving them a tip. Exactly. That's the one line from that whole, like, tech demo that really stuck with me. It's like, why on earth are you giving a tip? Yeah, because it's going straight into, like, the the restaurant's pocket. <laughs> Exactly. So that, I don't know. All the the robotic stuff looks really cool. Like, those little, like, um. Yeah. Sure is. Yeah, get skilled. Don't be a worthless server. Like, have a real marketable skill. Yeah, a lot of easy jobs are going to be Removed from the economy very soon. I'm trying to think which company it was. It was um, a company from Shenzhen. They were showing off their completely autonomous trucks. So, like, truck driving in the next couple years is going to be completely automated. Like, that's not going to be a job in the future. No, it's not. The. B- no, the biggest. No, so the. the, Okay. (laughs) So. (coughs) I'll fight Andrew Yang, don't worry. So, the biggest. (laughs) So. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, so the. Simon. So, the biggest employer, like outside of the US government and outside of um, universities, is Walmart. So, in every state. If the biggest, um, if the biggest employer is not the U.S. government, which it is in every state, but if we ignore that one, and if we ignore universities, which, like the UC system, is the biggest uh, employer in California besides the U.S. government, same thing with like most states. If it's not those things, it's going to be Walmart, and after that, it's going to be Boeing. So those are the biggest employers in the U.S. So, yeah, transportation is a fifth of the jobs so you're right that like truck driving is a big part of the economy there are a lot of people who are truck drivers but it's not like it's never the majority but it's always just a significant portion and then speaking of transportation uber has shown off their new um their new helicopter (laughs) yes so (laughs) 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 no i'm not i'm not joking i'm not joking so they they call it a flying car but it is just a helicopter so it's it's shaped like a (laughs) drone it's it it's shaped like a drone so it's got four propellers like it's it's shaped like how a drone is shaped but it is a flying car and, uh, <laughs> if you Googled it, <laughs> I'm definitely going to put some links in the show notes. It's hilarious. Uh, I forgot the exact name for it. I think they called it the Flying Taxi, I believe. <laughs> uh, yes, it is. Uh, they're, they're, uh, partnering with Hyundai. Uh, fox is a picture from ces that's a nice i can just copy and paste that then i took it here we go what are you talking about this has the future aesthetic like this <laughs> like this has the same aesthetic as um tesla's uh Cybertruck, where this is just like this is the thing I think they both have, like, like they, they both come from, like, the same uh, crop, though, of, like, this is what people in the past thought, like, things in the future would look like. So, like, this is what, like, people in the 70s would think, like, flying cars look like. This reminds me of the Jetsons. That's what this really reminds me of. This looks like, like, the flying car from the Jetsons, but with propellers instead of magic. I'm, I'm saying this has, like, that kind of aesthetic. And, like, the Tesla Cybertruck has that kind of aesthetic. <laughs> exactly. It's that kind of it's that kind of feeling. Like, with this sort of thing, you never have any idea if it's ever going to take off. <laughs> P- pun not intended, but... I mean, I would... <laughs> no these are definitely interesting Uh, yeah I don't know it's a helicopter (laughs) oh by the way Sam, if you do want to come to a YCS YCS Pasadena March 23rd I believe it's sometime in late March just so you know Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh Championship Series it's a yeah <laughs> I mean, it would have cost you $300. That's how much the ticket cost. So, yeah, so CES um, costs $300 a person because if you're going. Uh, your company's paying for you so you don't care how much it costs. I mean yeah no yeah this this is a this is a professional event people in suits shaking hands exchanging business cards. That's like the kind of event we're at and so oh no <laughs> um, Uber's calling this like a flying taxi so who knows how they're doing with the FAA like good Lord yeah good Lord. So uh, uh, the big things this year at CES, um, there were, like, three big things. The first one was 5G. The second one is AI. And the third one is drones. And uh, there's a big thing. Uh, there's, like, one um, drone company I talked to where they said it's just small enough that the FAA doesn't consider it, like, a flying vehicle. <laughs> It was, no, it, the the drone they were talking about it was just like it was small. It had a camera. It was meant to like just take um, short bursts of photos. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't this. The FAA considers very small things flying vehicles. Like a normal drone is considered a flying vehicle, but there's like companies are being companies like this is just small enough. The FAA doesn't consider it a flying vehicle, so you don't need to like contact the airport if you're going to be flying it near there. It's great. It's fantastic. It's how you know a car, how you know capitalism works is when like companies are fighting for every millimeter of space. It's just it works exactly. Uh, Say so yeah, drones are a big thing. I'm not like that interested in drones. I think they're cool toys, but I'm not like yeah like their practical application is for filming things, and I can definitely understand like filming things. I definitely I get that a lot, exactly. But I mean, I I couldn't justify buying like a massive drone. I mean, I could see that that's a different purpose. Like having a drone drive you somewhere is something completely different. Like it's just a helicopter at that point. Uh, have you read um uh, Random Monroe's book How to? It's a, there's one chapter of the book where it's how to change a light bulb and it's could you stand on two drones while changing the light bulb if you could balance well enough it's, it's pretty much what he says it just technically it would work but it would require a lot of coordination and control yeah exactly yeah. So the other big thing with drones is um, transportation, like transporting things such as Amazon packages, which is Amazon's big use for drones. And that, yeah, that's their thing, where you can have drones deliver your package for you if you live close enough to a distribution center. Yes, Sam? I heard him squeak. Well, I mean, there are areas, like, not in L.A., but there are areas in New York where you can take a helicopter to the airport if you're in an odd part of New York and it's faster to drive. It's faster to take a helicopter than it is to drive. This could easily be that sort of thing where instead of taking, like, an on-street taxi or getting in an Uber, you can take a flying car just over the traffic. So, like, if it's rush hour and you're trying to get, like, from one side of Pasadena to the other side of Pasadena, like... A flying car would be significantly better than sitting in like multiple hours worth of traffic on the 210. So, this definitely has purposes. I mean, this is just like if you're trying to avoid traffic, um, you've got like you can either go over it, under it, or through it. Like, those are the three options. Going through it takes time, going under it requires Tesla's boring machine. But going over it just requires Uber, so yeah. So and then the other big thing I did on the second day was I went to a talk about um the the uh, race for leadership in artificial intelligence. It was I'm trying to think who was on the panel. It was the U.S. Um, the head of the like the white house department of technology it was the he- um like the like chief something at accenture the head of the internet association a member of the italian parliament and then there was one other person who i'm forgetting he was he was part of he's part of the italian like technology committee in the parliament and he was also part of some he's part of some government, like, program for technology, but he was removed because of an election. And parliament systems, like, change every government job whenever, like, there's an election. I don't really get it. For the most part. But he, so he's no longer, like, the head of a uh, technology department. He's now just a member of parliament on a couple committees. But he was talking about, like, how Europe is different than America. So the big gist of the talk was how can america like lead in AI development when we have these silly things such as civil rights and anti-discrimination laws while our main competitor china does not have these things and the big thing was like how, yeah. yeah exactly so like how can we like be faster than the chinese when we have these roadblocks to deal with was the big gist of the talk and how are we helping our allies keep up? Cause it's like 90% of companies in Italy are small companies under 200 employees. Well, yeah, exactly. And uh, the member of parliament uh, was I can't remember his name. Uh, I'll figure this out. I'll I'll do something about this later. Like he was talking about how it's less about like um, developing AI there; it's implementing it. And getting involved with the community. So, uh, that was the... (laughs) Simon's anti-Italianness aside... (laughs) i did take more detailed notes about the talk but i feel it would bore um anyone listening if i went through it that way so i'm just not the notes are basically for me anyway and then the only other thing that really matters is um i want to A couple um booths like talking about getting more equipment for this podcast so i went to audio technica who make the headphones that i'm wearing right now and i was asking them like what headphones are best for um editing audio and they recommended um the m30x or the m70x because those are specifically meant for uh dealing with dialogue and then i went to blue and went to samson to look at microphones thank you simon to like see about getting a new microphone the problem with these things is they're always expensive but um if i do get like a new new headphones or a new microphone i have some um i had them around here somewhere i did have um like pamphlets about uh like what microphones and what headphones to get i'll find them sooner or later i forgot where i put most of the things i came back with so I've lost a bunch of my papers. Let's see, so then <clears throat> so basically all I did for the second day was just go around and then and then go to the uh, the talk, and then so like that night, I don't know why I let uh, my friends convince me to do this, but we went to the most expensive buffet in Vegas because it was supposed to be the best buffet. So, it was $55 per person. Yeah, it was expensive. So, I have a problem with buffets. It's the jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none kind of thing. Where, like, yeah, all the food was, like, good. It was, like, okay. None of it, like, blew me out of the water. And, like, eating it after eating, like, huh? Yeah, it was not. So, like like, eating it after eating Gordon Ramsay was definitely, like, the mistake, because, like, everything weight, we were just like, yeah, it's not better than Gordon Ramsay, and it's about the same price, (laughs) but no, the, the variety was incredible, um, they had, like, a whole seafood section, and a Mexican section, Italian section, like, Japanese section, just every, every kind of food under the sun, and it was all good, like, none of it was bad, but it was just, it wasn't better than, like, Any restaurant that like does one thing really well. Exactly. Like if I wanted Italian food, I should have gone to an Italian restaurant, not to a buffet, and walked to the Italian section. It's that sort of thing. But I mean, the food was good. Like, but it just wasn't like wasn't worth it in my opinion and then so for the third day uh the third day i, I spent most of it outside of the convention center in the other areas of the um conference so we spent most of the day at the sands expo which the vast majority of it was meant uh was um was smart home and accessibility so it's like, just everything to make your life easier. So, uh, companies like Keurig were there. Companies like, um... I i can't think of names right now, that's the problem. There's a bunch of companies that are making, like, smart home equipment. Like, uh... Like, mirrors you can talk to to control, like, how hot the shower is. Or, like, um... Just anything to integrate with like voice assistant technology to like control things in your house, and that was like the vast majority of that uh, area. That was a whole 3D printing section, and then I got to play around with like a 3D printing pen, that was kind of fun. Uh, no, they didn't have that. Uh, some people 3D printed an entire motorcycle. It said uh, no one had a regular gun. Security guards might have, but I didn't see anyone pulling. Uh, yeah, Nevada does have more. Uh, not more. More isn't the right word. Battle. <laughs> yeah, Nevada's gun laws are less strict than California's, but no one brought a gun. <laughs> uh, of course you are. So it was just like a whole lot of smart home. And then there's a whole section about digital money. Which is uh, every company that's trying to start a cryptocurrency is basically just starting their pitch with we are not Bitcoin. That's the big thing. Because Bitcoin is not a currency. It is a stock. (laughs) So the big thing for a currency is stability. So every cryptocurrency right now is basically just saying, hey, we're stable. I do enjoy the noise. It's a good transition sound. I, <clears throat> I know I've used that in one of our previous podcasts as a transition sound. Just the do-do-do-do. <laughs> I forgot which one I did that on, but yeah. So this was section on digital money. Basically just them saying, we're not Bitcoin. We're stable. We're meant to be used as a currency. And then... Huh? Yeah, we're not like... We're not a volatile stock market. That's not. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of companies that are um, attempting to use the blockchain technology that Bitcoin uses, but for non-currency-related things, which is mostly um, uh, data recording and privacy, which most of the time just seems like a waste of resources, like, like recording how much like uh, like if you have like, if you have like a warehouse. Recording how many of, like, each product is in your warehouse. Using blockchain to do that always feels, like, a bit much. It's like using, like, a sledgehammer to, like, like, take out a screw. But, you know. It's something interesting that's going on. Eventually someone's going to find, like, a user blockchain that's, like, undeniably, like, the best use for it. And then it's going to be, like, the big thing everyone needs for the moment it just feels like auxiliary and then see amazon had a big uh section in one of the ballrooms in the venetian hotel and my god amazon has smart everything like anything (laughs) on, i mean any What? Who? Oh, Thoreau. <laughs> yeah. I'm having trouble understanding you. You're cutting out quite a lot tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to go back to dealing with that when I go back to school. Yeah, no, so, like, do you want a smart fridge? Amazon can give you that. Do you want a smart food processor? Do you want a smart car? Do you want a smart um, uh, rubber ball for your kids to play with? Amazon can give you that. Do you want a smart robot that will give treats to your dog? Amazon can give you that. Like, anything under the sun, Amazon has put a little speaker and microphone into and has integrated it in their whole uh, ecosystem It is and the big issue I have with it is that to get the most use out of it you pretty much have to go like head over heels into their ecosystem because Amazon Alexa is not compatible with Siri and it's not compatible with Google Assistant. It's not compatible with any other companies trying to do this stuff. So, if you want to like get the most out of it, if you want to have if you want to be able to like wake up in the morning and have breakfast be made before you get out of bed, You don't have to be fully like into Amazon's ecosystem, which is scary at the best of times, because you're putting a lot into a single point of failure. So like I don't. I don't remember that at all. I know there was a Scooby Doo episode set in a, uh, robotic house that was, like, it's, there was a very common idea many years ago, and now it's a, yeah, well, in all those things, the house turns against them, like, the whole plot of all those things is the house just turns against you, like, yeah, but that's not, that's not realistic, it's not the house turning against you, it's, the company that owns all of these appliances? I don't know. Yeah, turning against you. Yeah. Or if you're in China, the company is just told by the government to surveil you and arrest you. <laughs> yeah. Or if it was like a big data breach and suddenly all your toaster is now a Chinese spy or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> some hacker just logs into your fridge to play doom or something like that the the big problem <laughs> the big problem is the single point of failure that turning your house into a smart house would become but like there are applications to it and there is like there is a massive benefit in being able to control everything in your house via your voice from anywhere, that is definitely a massive convenience. The. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Especially with like Facebook Analytica or Cambridge Analytica, when that came out a few months ago. That was just a big moment of everyone realizing, oh, they are stealing our data. Yeah. So, yeah. The biggest issue technologically is uh, the lack of cross-compatibility between the different um, uh, speech-recognizing uh, AI. The biggest issue for most of us is the security issue of having your entire house listening to you constantly. You're always watching, Mike Wazamski. And then, so, on the lower floor of the Sands Expo was basically all of the universities. Every university had a couple of booths dedicated to, like, what they were working on. And then a couple other smaller uh, entities had these little booths. So I talked to this uh, Norwegian Kickstarter where they're doing... It's like it's like an external GPU, like for your laptop, but it basically acts as a computer tower for your laptop. So you can actually like, you can have a laptop to like carry around with you to work, but it can also like, play, uh, graphics-heavy video games if you just plug it into this tower. That seemed really interesting. Exactly, like, as would I, because I like having a laptop to take around with me, but I do enjoy a video game every now and then, and that would be. More useful than building my own desktop computer for video games. Yeah, well, it depends on how low specs you want to go when building it. Yeah, But they're, they're on Kickstarter right now, so I can send you the info if I ever actually find my documents. Because I don't know where I put all of it. It's around right here somewhere. No, I see my pile. It's in the corner. Yeah, right now I've got a stack of business cards next to me, and I just have to put all the information into my phone so I can get rid of all this paper in front of me. The eternal struggle. And then, pretty much, so we were walking around there just um, checking things out, and then uh, one of the guys at the stalls um, I had a bit of a conversation with, he was, um, again, I can't remember the company. I have his business card next to me, but... I don't want to begin rustling papers next to the microphone. Uh, He recommended we go check out um, uh, Griffin. They're a, uh, um, like a, not a circuit board. What's the word? Like a circuit component making company. And they didn't have a booth, but they did have like a meeting room, like on one of the penthouse floors of the Westgate Hotel. So me and our friend John, like, decided to go there just to, like, see if we could get in. Because like we were like recommended to go, and I guess the guy didn't know that it was just a meeting room, not an exhibition room. But we did go to the Westgate, and we went to the twenty floor. But the door was, the door wasn't closed, but it was like, just barely open. We could hear people talking, so it was clearly, like a meeting room, not an exhibition room. So we just, walked, uh, walked away. I'll see if I can uh, get John to send me the video from the Westgate Hotel because so it was the 29th floor out of thirty. And there were no lights on. Like, the entire floor was just dark. Like, it was spooky. Like, I'll see if I can send you guys the video later. It was... It was really odd and terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. No, it wasn't even the back rooms. This was, like, the second highest floor. Like, this is one of, like, the penthouse floors. There were just no lights on in the hallway for some odd reason. Yeah, it, it felt really alienating. So we did not go see Griffin. And then... See, that was pretty much the end of the day. We spent the rest of the day like just walking around the convention center, um, checking out booze, talking to people, the usual thing. And then that night, we all decided that we didn't want to spend any more money and we just went to Denny's. So... It was like a sliding scale, like linearly, like Gordon Ramsay, Buffet, Denny's, and we just went back home. Yeah, it's cheap and it's food. What can you do? It wasn't 1am. We never stood up that late. (laughs) So yeah, that was Thursday night. So then Friday morning, uh, the convention opens at 9, but we have to check out at 11. So we have like, we could go to the convention for one hour. But like, it just, I don't know, we didn't think it'd be worth it. So we just packed up our stuff and then uh, drove home. All right, so. Yeah, no, but we also wouldn't gamble. Like, we, yeah. Exactly. We, yeah, we don't have the money to gamble. Like, that's true. Like, we always talked about walking the strip at night, but we were always just way too tired because we'd spend all day walking around, like, on our feet. We just never had the energy at night to, like, like even walk the strip on, like, at Vegas. So there's no way we'd have the energy to, like, go to a bar or things. Like, if we were gonna, like... Like, maybe in the future, like, on a vacation, we'd go to Vegas and, like, actually walk the strip and go to a bar. But this event was just draining because of just how much time we spent uh, on our feet walking around. That would be so hot, though. (laughs) Maybe. It would be so hot in the desert. So then Friday we drove back home, and then I got back on Saturday. That's pretty much the whole story. Only thing I forgot to mention, uh, from our Airbnb, we were able to walk to the back entrance of the convention center, and there was zero security on that side for some reason, so I never had to get my bag checked walking in the back entrance, but I always had to get my bag checked walking in the front entrance. So, yeah, I don't get it. But by the last day, like they weren't even looking at my bag; they were just like patting it and ushering me along. So, like after like the first fr- <laughs> like, after the first couple days, they assume everyone's chill and just let everyone through. If someone was gonna cause a big scene, they would've done it on the first day. They wouldn't have waited till the end of the week. And that's my whole CES story yeah it was almost certainly they gonna go back next year if our club gets the free tickets again Let's see Anything else you guys want to talk about? What is? Oh yeah, it has been almost fifteen minutes since the last one. Well, it's been fourteen minutes, so they wouldn't do it. If it would have been, if if, if, it, if they're doing it every ten minutes, that would have happened by now. Sam, (laughs) do you have everything you want to talk about? You've been, I mean, you've been quiet this episode. That's not unusual, but it's still (laughs) a thing. (laughs) <laughs> now that's done <laughs> Sam Sam what did you drop <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've only got two more opportunities to go to Paladins this Thursday and this Saturday and then we gotta go back to school I have probably gone to Paladins at all over winter break. I went the first week and then I got horribly sick the second week and then I had CES the third week and now I'm back. So yeah. <laughs> yeah I played next to none. When did you play Yu-Gi-Oh, Simon? <laughs> <Did> we <laughs> almost certainly yeah yeah <laughs> yeah if it was if it was with us it's been over four years, simon <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> So, Sam, do you have anything? Nah. Did you forget his birthday, Simon? How dare you? (laughs) Good job, Simon. (laughs) <laughs> There's a nine in there somewhere. <laughs> hey, Sam, we're going to go to the cabin then. <laughs> we pretty much missed. <laughs> really impressive. Oh, (laughs) what do you mean for us then? (laughs) You said for us like you had it as well, or like we had it at all. (laughs) Fair enough. My schedule still isn't set in stone, so I, I at the moment don't have any classes on Friday, but that could change. But it's like ninety-nine percent certain it's not gonna change. Yeah. So technically, I always have a three day weekend. Hmm. <laughs> Alright. So I think we've run out of things to talk about. Would you both agree? <laughs> There is the list, but we've been here for what is it, hour twenty, hour twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. If we if we like we do, we could we could do a whole nother topic, but the odds are good. I'd have to move that place somewhere else if it takes too long. Unless there's a this is a small topic we can cover. <laughs> Simon, no. Arcadia is not in Canada. (laughs) Yeah, Simon why the change of heart? Here's Arcadia, Simon. (laughs) You know what, Grant? (laughs) Why not, Simon? We've pretty much run out of steam. Simon, do you want to give us an ending? <laughs> Did you have like a Google document of ending lines for the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> what does Rigo always have when he comes over he's got like a text message where it's quote of the day or to send funny quotes to like a friend of his yeah <laughs> it's sort of like how a, like a Webster decided like hey I want these words to be spelled differently and everyone was just like hey cool I like that yeah Exactly. No one else could read or write so they didn't care. (laughs) Oh, by the way, Sam, are you ready for the hardest game of exit on Wednesday? (laughs) We're not going through this with no (laughs) hints. Wish you could be there, Simon. (laughs) It's Drive to Bakersfield for a game of exit and drive back. Uh do you know the idea of an escape room? It's like that, but it's like that it's like that but a board game. So we're all trying to Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Sam Sam knows. Sam knows. Sam has been there for every exit. <laughs> Yeah, Sam's been there for all of them. Rigo's been there for all of them. Robin and Jack are the ones that rotate. And Jack just never participates. He'll, yeah, he'll be on his yeah, he'll be on his phone for most of the time. Or he'll be holding a card for like 10 minutes. And me and Rigo will be trying to find a card. and We just can't find it. And then Jack will be like, oh, I have it. There's just gonna be the three of us escaping from the Paris catacombs. And apparently it's a two-part adventure, which I'm excited about. I'm hoping one of us is trapped that we have to like rescue. That'd be fun. First person says that gets stuck in the catacombs forever. (laughs) Yeah, who's gonna say it first, you or (laughs) Rego? You can drive to my house early just so you can say it first. Simon, have we given you enough time to think of an ending line? You a bit more time to think. <laughs> 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 I-, I didn't hear you at all because Sam was talking over you, and you're being very quiet and cut outy. I'll find something in here to make an ending line. <laughs> Which should I do with Sam's again? I know I've done that once. Wasn't that funny that time? <laughs> I think the number of times I've used your ending line, it's like 50-50 whether or not I use it or not <laughs> at this point. yeah it's been like a section i cut earlier might have a funny line that i dragged to the end so i I sometimes reorganize what we're talking about just for um convenience's sake if you ever notice um sometimes whole conversations will move i never really re listen to the podcast so i never like notice it i know simon does occasionally and sam never does Uh, re-listen to some of the episodes of the podcast yeah all right so i think we can call that the end so on the count of three we'll hit the stop button One, one two, three.